welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. So welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. Today I'm joined by Natasha Britton, who is the Positive Vision Consultant. And Natasha works with a very simple philosophy, which is about working less and earning more. And Natasha's been, been there and done it the hard way and is now really passionate about helping entrepreneurs to learn from um, her experience and, um, and achieve what she wants to do, which is kind of to work less and uh, more and make a difference in the process. So Natasha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, David. Lovely to be here. Cool, cool. And how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's lovely and sunny where I am at the moment, so I'm happy. Good, good, good. <laughs> the weather's good. Excellent. I'm happy. <laughs> and where, where are you based? I'm based in Epping, which is um, just on the outskirts of the M25. Okay. It's a nice, there's a forest there, isn't there? Essex, yeah, yeah. Nice but we're bit. quite close to London, so we can get in London, which is nice. Excellent, good. So working less and earning more then, how's, how's that working out for you? I love it. I absolutely love it. And it, it hasn't always been that way, obviously. When I first started business, I was working 70 hours a week, had very two small young children, and I added the third in as well, just to throw it in there. Why not? <laughs> and I was working my my hind off, basically. Um, and now I've got the freedom to do whatever I want to do. I absolutely love it. And that's what I want to really help other people do as well. Cool, cool. Okay, so so take us back a little bit then. How When did this all start for you? Oh, how far do you want to go back? Well, to the beginning. <laughs> to the beginning. Well. Um, I was going back to teenager days. I was a troubled teenager. I I have got a bit of anarchy in me, mm. like stick it to the man, like don't follow the rules, that type of thing. So as a teenager, I was quite rebellious. I thought that I knew it all. You know, I wanted to be an adult. And I think I pushed back quite a lot. So I was very troubled as a teenager. Um, but I always had this. I loved business studies at school. I absolutely loved business studies. And um, that's where like, the passion for business, I think, started back then. Um, that is the only GCSE subject I did kind of well in. I'm not an A-grade student by any means. It, and um, yeah, and that's where it kind of all started. So when I left school, I couldn't wait to leave school. I literally couldn't understand why my friends were saying that they're going to commit another three, two, three years in college. I thought, you're absolutely mad. Why would you do that? I just want to get out there, earn my money and do my own thing. So that's what I done. I left school. Um, I left home, actually, before I left school. Um, and it was kind of a gradual process. During GCSEs, I left home. I also left school and then I set up my own business within my mum's makeup studio which was doing nails <laughs> and um, I loved it absolutely loved it um, and then I kind of learned about business in a real life way 
how to get clients, you know, how to manage your finances, your products and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that's where it kind of all started on the entrepreneurship journey. And then, you know, throughout my throughout my life, I've always had little side hustles going on, little businesses here and there. But I actually became a mother at the age of 17. So that was quite a challenge at the time. Um, but I threw myself into it. I was like, right, I need all the books. I need to know what I need to do because I was never really a, a, a ch- child focused person. There was always a, a, a girl in my group that loved babies. <laughs> I thought, why, why would she, you know, get so cooey about babies? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, they're all right, but you know. <laughs> um, so I, I thought, right, I need all the books. I'm going to study. What do I need to know? Parenting. How is this pregnancy going to work? And I literally threw myself into education around parenting and what to expect. So by the time my daughter got here, I was I I, I knew everything. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I knew everything. Um, so yeah, I I continued on with my nail technician business until I had my daughter, and then stopped working. Then. Um, so can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for so, it. So, so what was it then? So, you said, so school you didn't really get, and you didn't really enjoy, and and all of that, and and then you've spent the next two or three minutes after that talking about the fact that you've been uh, this this almost like lust for knowledge and self education. What was different about school to educating yourself? I think school was more of a forced subject. I was forced to do things that I didn't want to do, and like I said, I've got a bit of a rebellious nature. And I sort of kick back with that. But when I when I found the passion for business, I I loved going to business studies. You know, that was like my my lesson that I absolutely loved. Um, so when I had the freedom to choose what I could educate myself in, that's that's when I really went for it. Okay. 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 Yeah. So. So freedom, so freedom then. So and you've talked a couple of times. So you rail against, you know, you rise up against the man. You know, there's a bit of that yeah. in you, a bit of anarchy, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and um, and a bit of freedom. Are these your values falling definitely. out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Definitely. I do. I mean, I I've come to realise that in business you do need structure. Hmm. Do need those sort of boundaries as well. So. I think at times as an adult, I've kind of pushed back a little bit in terms of like HMRC, government, you know, taxes, all of that. I I absolutely hate that stuff. And I think that's where that rebellious type of nature comes from. But I've also learned that in order for me to have a successful business, I need to, you know, make sure that I am keeping up with those um, boundaries and, and not crossing those. and keeping up to date with things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um I I sorry I interrupted you because you because you were kind of mid-flow. So um so so where where were you on your journey? So you, you so basically you set up a um a nail studio in your mum's makeup business? studio. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Right, go on, pick yeah. up again from then. Sorry. Yeah, and then um yeah, obviously I I I left that once I had my daughter. Mm. Um, but during my two weeks maternity leave that I gave myself, I think I was about 38 weeks pregnant. 
and I sat down and I started writing a business plan for my dream salon that I'd always wanted. Um, and then I started to investigate, right, what do I need to set up this salon? Um, I think I wrote to the prime minister at the time. That was Tony Blair. I actually got a reply and I was like, oh, my God. And they they kind of gave me lots of um, streams for where I could go. And one of those streams was Shell Live Wire. It's set up, you know, Shell, the petrol company, they hmm. set it up for young entrepreneurs. And I got into the online space of that. And I absolutely loved it. I thrived off of it. So during that time, I got really involved online in in um, the Shell Livewire forums and chats and stuff like that. And I actually, because I was so active in there and I was sort of given advice of what I've learned so far, they actually made me a mentor for them. Um, and I did that for free because I absolutely loved it. So people would ask questions about business and I'd go in there and, and help them out and ask, you know, answer their questions. And a, a few years of doing that. And then um, they actually gave me an award for services to enterprise. And we went down to London and had this big award ceremony. And that was the first time I'd ever sort of been awarded for anything like that or took part in anything like that so that was kind of what started the whole entrepreneurship cool <laughs> now something really fun has happened all my screens have gone black can you see me oh, okay i can see you okay cool okay good in that case i'll just carry on uh, so okay cool so um, how old were you when you won this award i was uh 24 it was 2006 yeah yeah so i was 20s in my 20s Cool. Okay. So, I mean, that, that, that's, that's amazing, isn't it? So you're, so you're mentoring people on business. Um, With no qualifications. Right. That's just bonkers, <laughs> isn't it? That's just bonkers. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so what sort of impact were you having then? How, how did, I mean, how did that come about? Yeah, it was, it was just um, things that I'd learned myself. I was just sharing my knowledge, um, whether it was things that I learned online or whether it was actually setting up the business and and actually being in the business that taught me these lessons and I absolutely loved it mm. um, and then obviously going on a bit more um, I set up sort of uh, online businesses like selling on the eBay importing from America and then selling on eBay things like that and this is all why my children are quite young so I could do it from home and things like that but I also needed an actual job to get a mortgage for for my for for my home, you know. Mm. So I needed. I, I actually worked in Pizza Hut evenings and weekends. So you know, when the kids' dad came home, I would go out and work till twelve o'clock at night. I'd work every single weekend, and that was to help you know pay the bills, get get a mortgage, and all of that stuff. Mm. Um, so I'm a grafter when it comes to working. Um, and from there, I was able to buy my own property at 21. I was when I built my um, purchased my own property. And I always I'm always kind of striving, striving for more. <laughs> I'm never quite happy of where I, where I am. I don't know if it's because of my background or I don't know what it is, but. 
it would be great to get some some insight into that as I get older maybe but yeah. I've always kind of strived for more um at the time before I bought my um property I was in a council house so it was something that I didn't I didn't want to fall into that system because I'd grown up in that system mm. for years and years you know we were the poorest in our area um, when it comes to things like that. And I just wanted to break that chain. I didn't mm. want my kids growing up in council estate or anything like that, like I did. Yeah. So, yeah, that passion was there always to sort of strive and, and to to grow what I had. So what you just said there is you said you, you, you've been kind of wondering where that, you know, desire, if you like, might might have come from. Um, yeah. and then, and then you've kind of almost answered the question yourself. Have I? <laughs> well, you said you, you talked, you talked about part, may, it may be, you said maybe, I guess, uh, maybe it's partly where you'd come from, Yeah. but also potentially, you know, how you, your, your children and wanting to, to give your children a different way of life. And, uh, yeah. I guess, I guess lots of, lots of people when they, when they're looking for their why and, um, well, you know me. You've seen me in a situation where I've been looking for for my for my why and boiled it down to um, you know my wife and, and my children. And so, so maybe that perhaps is part of that where that energy comes from, possibly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do think so. It's it's almost like I wanted to break that generational sort of um, poverty that mm. that we've we've always gone through. Mm. I, I didn't want the same for my children. And how how have um, relationships been in your in your upbringing with family? In terms of what parenting? Yeah, or? with family and, and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, my mum's always been there. My mum's always been my rock. So I've got a very close relationship with her. Yeah. Even though she probably had her own struggles going through, you know, bringing up three kids and stuff like that in council housing, being the poorest in our area. She, I mean, she always tells me the stories of, of things that happened when I was a child. Um, but I didn't I didn't actually know my real dad either till I was 21. Okay. So that was quite a big thing for me. I I think it, I was about nine or ten when I found out that my dad, who I thought was my dad, was actually not my dad. He was my brother's dad, but I had a different dad. Mm. And I think that definitely had an impact. I was I was almost relieved because I noticed that he would treat me differently. Okay. I definitely noticed that. So I was kind of relieved when I found out. And I was like, right, we're moving on because she was splitting up with him at that time. Mm. And that's the reason why she had to tell me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's always been some issues around that. Mm. But like I said, when I was 21, I said, right, I'm going out there. I'm going to find him, going to track him down. Mm. And I found him. And now we have a relationship. So it's lovely. And he's a businessman. Can you believe it? <laughs> okay. It may be that it was in my genes all along. There you go. There you go. And it is incredible, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I mean, you're a parent. I'm a parent. You know, we, we, look, at, we look at our parents and um, uh, and – you know that they're, 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 they're people aren't they and when you're a, when you're a child you kind of see things in a completely different way 
to what to the way you see things when you're when you're an adult. Um, and, and you know, and, and but one thing that I I I know for a fact is that uh, you know quite accidentally in some way, shape, or form, I will have you know had had an effect on my children. Yeah, um, you know, I, I always worry about that. I think, what is it that I've done that's going to really affect them yeah. now? Mm, mm. <laughs> it's. I think it's just part of parenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to have one thing that they they've got about their parents that has has had a massive impact on the way that they're living their life as an adult. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I'm I'm really really grateful to my mum and dad. I think that they um. They 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 did a great a great job with um with with bringing me up and um and yeah I, I'm a big part of of the person that I am because of because of them and um yeah. and, and it wasn't always it wasn't always easy uh, for them I'm sure you know me and my brother um uh, so um so yeah so that that that's all super cool and and you know there's there's the kind of I suppose there's the preparation that you have and the um I suppose the the, the mindset that you have some of that comes from uh, your parents some of that also comes from the way that you're educated and some of that comes from the people that you choose to spend your time with so you know maybe what's your been been your experience in in life of kind of you know the people that you spent your time with outside of the family and 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 how that's kind of had an impact on on you in the way that you've developed as a person and as an entrepreneur yeah uh I would describe myself as a very loyal person. So if I do have a friendship, then that friendship is for life. You know, like I, I'm really loyal when it comes to things like that. Even like my phone contracts, silly things like that. I'm like so loyal. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's just in me, I think. But I've got this group of friends that um, we formed when we first started secondary school. And um, we've got a silly little name for ourselves that we that we gave ourselves when we was in like year seven yeah. of primary school, and we still see each other regularly, and it's absolutely amazing. And we're we're in our forties now, mm-hmm. and you think we met when we was ten, eleven, and now we're in our forties, and that friendship group um, has been such a a great support um, in terms of emotional support in terms of family anything like that you know mm-hmm. we are tight that's that's us so that's been a great um a great positive impact in my life yeah. Yeah. definitely and then outside of that there's these entrepreneur friends that i have which are absolutely amazing they just inspire me to to be better every single day you know getting into things like like where we met david mm. in in um, masterminds and things like that it mm. it really does help my mindset as well when you see other people doing things and maybe learning from them um getting inspired from them so i do s- surround myself with lots of entrepreneurial types of people mm. which i mm. love yeah brilliant Okay, yeah. cool. And so, so this this podcast is called People with Purpose. So, so what does what does living with purpose mean for you now? Living with purpose is being of service, really, to others. I, that's where I really get my my feeling of contentment from. That I, I absolutely love helping others, seeing their lives change, um, just sharing my knowledge 
and having an impact on on their lives with their families, not only just in their business, but with their families as well. Mm. Yeah. And how and how do you go about doing that now? Because you've you, you you're, you're a salon owner, and um, but you but you do a great deal more than that now, don't you? Working with other yeah. business owners. So I sold my salon at the end of last year. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm officially not a salon owner. Anymore. <laughs> I'm an ex salon owner. Okay. But um, <laughs> I, I was running my salon for nine years, so yeah. you know I've I've got a lot of experience within that, and it's a roller coaster, as you know. Setting up any business is a, is a roller coaster. Mm. But um, getting back to your question, which I've completely forgot. What was your question? <laughs> How do you? Because you do you do more than than than, than run sounds. And by the way, it, the way I've the way I've worded that question probably sounds a bit a bit a bit like um like I'm downplaying running sounds. But but what I mean oh, no. is you, you've ex, you've expanded into adjacencies beyond yeah. you know, the operation yeah. of, of of running salons to to sort of serve other salon owners and help them, haven't you? So yeah, definitely. So, so how do you yeah, do that? So, so in during COVID, obviously business was forced to shut. I shut my salon. Um, everybody in the UK shut their salons, and were forced to stay at home. And I, and my fingers were twitching. I was twitching. I'm like, what am I going to do? Um, didn't know how I was going to pay myself a wage because my business had just shut and my staff as well. Um, so immediately I went to where I was comfortable online business. Oh my god, love it! So I set up my um, consultancy business and started helping other salon owners and I think the economic environment was right at the time because I had a captive audience that were at home and within five weeks of my salon shutting I set up my own online business um, through the five-day challenge sort of format um, because nobody really knew that I mentored businesses or I'd, I had mentored businesses in the past and it was, I think I'd just taken on my first client in October and we went into lockdown in March. So my first client that I took on was doing absolutely phenomenal. I, I think in the two months that I worked with her, she took an extra 50,000 in her business um, in, in that time. And then we obviously went into lockdown. Hmm. Um, but that's that's how this business started and um, it's been so rewarding. I was doing free challenges for people that had a salon or an at-home solo therapist business and I was basically giving them hints and tips on how to really maximize things like their key performance indicators like their average spends, you know, the revenue, retail, all of that stuff and they absolutely loved it, absolutely loved it. So I'd get about 100, 150 people on each challenge. And the reviews I got were just phenomenal. I was changing people's businesses and I was doing it for free. And as a result of that, obviously people wanted to work with me. So they they did. And I, I had a very successful business from the get-go. Literally within five days of setting up a, a challenge, I'd done over five figures in revenue it was cool. it was crazy wow wow yeah and I thought wow if you know now I can earn what I can earn on my own without having a salon and a team you know that's that's one of the main reasons why I kind of said goodbye to the salon because there's a lot of overheads there's a lot of 
um, operations and things like that when you're running a, a full team. Mm. Um, and looking at the profit margins, I thought, you know, I can have a business that has very low overheads that um, that doesn't require a team and I can do it from wherever I want in the country. Mm. So that's one of the main reasons why I sort of switched um, focus and, and decided to go all in on the online business. Cool, cool. And so you're you're running a free five day challenge, and then how so how do you how do you earn revenue from that? I would make people an offer at the end of it, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just so if you if you liked what I did and you need some more help in your business, reach out. And um, I I started offering one to one mentoring um, because I didn't have a huge sort of case study of people. I I did it. At, quite a, a reasonable price um and you know within two months i had i was mentoring about eight eight to ten people mm. so it's it was quite a, a huge impact on on me and the way i work as well amazing and so um how did you find that transition moving from working in a a salon that was hopefully busy and kind of lots of yeah. interaction with different people. You must have had, I don't know what, hundreds of clients coming through, uh, you yeah. know, every month and and all that. To then to then working in a very different way. I know that in a way it's a bit um, uh, it's sort of an artificial transition because we were in the stay at home period. Yeah. But 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 what was the biggest challenge of making that transition? I think the biggest challenge was um, organizing my time. Because I was working from home, um, you've got all of the distractions. The uh, oh, should I should I do this before I do that? And it was it was quite hard to really structure my time. But once I'd mastered that, um, everything was okay. But yeah, moving from that busy environment to structure because we sell time in the salon. It's like right from ten till seven, and then we've got a schedule that we just book everyone in. Hmm. So it was like this was really structured and, and you know, you just follow the diary to you're, you're on your own at home. <laughs> and for, now you've got yeah. to sort it out yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sort out yourself. But for an anarchist who doesn't like, uh, doesn't like routine, that must have been a real challenge. It, it was a real challenge. And I, one of the books that I read was um, The Miracle Morning by Hale, is it El Elrod or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Hal Elrod. Um, yeah, El Elrod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that really helped to sort of give me some structure within within my working day. Mm. Um, I even tried to do like a YouTube video on it to try and like document my day, and it was it was really hard. Mm. But, uh, mm. Yeah, I think I've kind of mastered it now. Cool. And and what's the what's the sort of routine that you're following now to to keep yeah, you on so track? Most of the time. I get all my work done before two o'clock because I know after two o'clock I lag, I lag a lot, <laughs> and um, I, I'd, I've, I've never ever admitted that I was a morning person. I, I hate the mornings. <laughs> like I love my sleep, but I had to get good at waking up early. Mm. So I've kind of mastered that now. I'm still struggling a little bit day to day, but um, I. I would class myself as a morning person now. <laughs> so, so what? So, what times early? Um, anywhere from six to seven is a lay-in. So, okay, well, that is early yeah. then. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Well, you've cracked that one then. <laughs> yeah, that's good. yeah. That's good. And 
And I have to like do my exercise in the morning because if I leave it till after work, I will not do it. I know myself. Mm. So what I generally try to do is keep everything before two o'clock, all, all of my work. And then after two o'clock, I'm free, free to do whatever I like. Which is back to one of your values then, that whole freedom thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So in order for me to, to have that freedom, I knew that I needed structure. So it was like a bit of a, a push and a pull, but you know, I, I want to be this free spirit, but I can't be this free spirit if I don't have structure. So the structure gives me that freedom. So how does it work then with your with your clients who must be kind of running running businesses? Um, and um, I don't know, is it, does does it work with them for for them to work with you in the mornings or and? And for for them to also be running their businesses, how does that how does that work? Do you have to be flexible? Um, with with, I think I still need boundaries yeah. because I can't preach what I you know I, I need to be in alignment with my own ethics. So I'm like, if you can't do that, you know, you're going to kind of need to have to do it. <laughs> okay, well that's good. Um, but most most people, I've got one lady who who I do see at two o'clock because that's my cutoff. Mm. <laughs> so i I have made um, I have made substitutions here and there. So yeah, but mainly everybody I see is in the morning. Earlier the better. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting, and it's a really really good example of that because actually when when you are um, setting up you know, on your own, maybe making a transition, maybe as a side hustle or, or whatever it might be, those boundaries are re- really, really crucial because, you know, th- there can be that sort of sense of desperation in a way that you want to kind of, you just want to get some revenue coming in, you just want to prove it, you want to be liked, we all want to be loved, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But actually yeah. being really, really clear about who it is you want to work with and on what terms you're going to work with them is absolutely vital to, you know, if it is about freedom and that balance and, you know, to, to, to work less but earn more then you've yeah. got to have those boundaries in place yeah yeah and if it if it's not if it's not suitable for you then we're not the right fit mm, mm, that's it yeah. like i don't work on a friday i don't work on a saturday and i don't work on a sunday so if they ask me can, can you do a call then i'm i'm like no sorry mm. that's that's my day off okay cool. like they've always my clients always have got access to me on whatsapp and things like that so on occasional messages and stuff like that, I do not mind because yeah. I can do that in my own time. Yeah. But any sort of calls or anything like that, then yeah, you, you're going to have to stick to Monday to Thursday from nine till two. <laughs> Good to know. And also, I mean, the thing for me is actually sometimes for me, because I, I work with a routine as well. Good. And uh, and I find that actually I was talking to uh, to Penny, my wife, this morning because yesterday I didn't do my morning. Uh, I do this morning visioning thing, and um, just a, it's kind of, you kind of could call it meditation, but it's kind of um, just kind of focusing on one part of my vision and and just doing some free writing, almost yeah, meditative journaling. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should patent that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'll do, do a bit of that. Sounds good. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. To share that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Get TM. Uh, but um, but yeah. So I um. I didn't do it yesterday, and and you know, by the time I got to sort of four o'clock, I was grumpy. I was really yeah. grumpy. I had another uh, leadership call, which was which was a good call, and then I uh, I was I was really, but I was grumpy for the family. So actually, having that routine, you know, and again, I quite like freedom. I kind of rail against authority a little bit, you know, unless it's adding value. Authority that adds value, awesome. 
Um, yeah. Authority that gets in the way really is a problem for me. And um, and so so yeah so uh, so that routine is a kind of a bit kind of restrictive. But actually, if I don't do it, I find it has a big adverse impact on on my energy levels. Well, yeah, and on 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 how effective I can be. It's so true, so yeah. true. And I, I think it took me a while to realise that as well. Oh, yeah. um, and it took me mentoring free spirits um, because they would be like, oh, I didn't really feel like doing that today. And it's like, well, if you want the results, you're going to have to do it. Yeah. Like, why not just structure your time? And then after that, you can do whatever you like. You've got you, and then you have you don't have that guilt that, you know, like if you if you go and watch Netflix or something like that and then you're thinking, I really need to do. I really need to do that content planning or I really need to do my accounts. And it's always at the back of your mind and you can't really rest. Mm -hmm. So having that structure is, is, is key to, to freedom yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. Awesome. And so um, with all this wonderful uh, spare time you've got, then what do you do? Yeah. So I go to, for walks in the forest with my dog. <sighs> um, he's, he's a big part of the family. Yeah. Um, spending time with family as well. Um, getting my, meeting up with my mum and things like that. I love going for dinner. Um, just, just enjoying like experiences and things like that as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. so what, 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 uh, what personal, uh, 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 challenges have you set yourself for 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 this year then to to oh. achieve? Oh, I've got loads. So at the beginning of the year, I kind of made it a public declaration of what I want to achieve this year, mm. and I'm I'm nowhere near of what I truly think that I'm capable of. So even though I do have a lot of free time, I tend to use some of it for working on my goals and my dreams and my desires mm -hmm. so i'm always i kind of never fully switch off i think every entrepreneur is like that really aren't they mm. um yeah it is always like when you're not really like i've I, where i am now i'm i'm like wow what i've achieved so far is is amazing but then i look at the uh, <laughs> I'm always looking over the fence and going, oh, I'd like that and I'd like this. So I'm always kind of wanting more. And, and I think that also feeds into my work um, rate as well. So, yeah, it's it's I'm always switched on mm. working. Mm. So I don't feel like I'm where I want to be at the moment. Sure. And, and, so, and so does it feel a little bit like, I suppose it was – What's what? What is working? Because I some I sometimes kind of go through a bit of a phase where I feel like I'm always doing something, and, and my and my yeah. um, in fact, <clears throat> lots of things have happened in the last twenty four hours. Uh, yesterday again, my my eldest daughter said to me, "What are you doing, Dad? You're on the laptop. It's ten o'clock at night. Are you, are you still working?" And I wasn't actually working. I was doing some. I was doing something else, but. But was it related to work? Well, I, I, don't, I don't think, no, we're renovating a house, so it's kind of renovated, renovated, related, yeah. <laughs> related to that. But, um, but I suppose it's, it's a job to do, you know, so it's kind of something practical. And um, so is the house an investment that you're working on? No, no, no. It's when, it's when we're going it? to live in. Okay. When All right. Live in. So, All right. So it's not work related. No, then. no, not work related. No. Yeah. No. But, but you know, I guess it's, yeah. it's goal focused though, because you're wanting to 
to live in this new environment. So it's always like e- expansion. Yeah. That's that's what it is for me, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you're right. It is goal focused because because uh, of well, going back to what we were talking about. You know, a big part of the driver for stuff is is family. But I suppose if you're spending time um, when you're with family. Um, working on goals and looking at a laptop rather than spending time with family then then are you it doesn't count does it yeah 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 Mm. yeah i think i think a a lot a lot of the problem is technology isn't it Mm. today Mm. we've got so many distractions so much technology that we're wired now to look at something or you know just be just be our focus i think goes a lot i don't know about you yeah. how do you find yeah i definitely find that and uh get quite cross with myself if i find myself uh, getting stuck with um uh with you know uh, sc- scrolling on social media or whatever i didn't have social media on my phone for a very long time and uh, and i have i have now and uh i um i made the decision one of my decisions at the start of uh, this year was I was going to be a, a net producer uh, instead of a net consumer. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I kind of wanted to produce more than I consume, basically. So, yeah. I, th- I think I, I think I'm kind of doing that. How do you, how do you manage that though? How do you monitor that? Well, uh, one 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 that just little practical thing that, that that I do is I is I leave my phone in a different room. So I've got so I've got I've got my energy my energy high time, which is in the morning. And yeah. uh, and my phone is in a different room for three hours. Yeah. yeah. So so that, that's the, I mean obviously there's a temptation when you go for it, go for it, get a drink or a little snack from the fridge <laughs> or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's only when I'm working from home. You know, when I'm in when I'm in the yeah. office, I, I I just try and put it in a bag. I make sure it's turned over when I'm in a, in a conversation with somebody so I can be present. Yeah. All yes, those sorts of things. Those little flashes up of no notifications. Yeah, yeah, and all my notifications are off anyway. Yeah. So I just yeah. I just turn out all notifications off. So um, apart from apart from when the phone rings. Uh, yeah. So so yeah so so people know if they want to get hold of me urgently the best thing to do is to ring me or send me a text because that's the I mean my, my text notifications aren't even on these days so I can't even, <laughs> but you know, I'll, it's a thing I'll look at probably more frequently that than, than yeah. anything else but yeah. yeah but actual physical separation from the technology I find is the only way really that I that, that I can that I can yeah I find to be effective anyway definitely I've I've done this on I've done a test on Sundays. From about 12 um, noon to about 8 p.m., I switch off completely from the matrix, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, switch off, uh, no technology, no laptops, no um, phones. And, oh, my goodness, it's really liberating mm. just to be at one with yourself or your thoughts or, or just a pen and paper and, like, the ideas start flowing. Um and you realise how much actual time you actually have. Mm. Like those eight hours seem like two days to me. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm not distracted. Yeah. It's it's really liberating. So I'd highly encourage anybody to to do that. That's brilliant advice. There's there's a book actually called um, St- Stolen Focus. Uh, oh. Which um, is um, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll, I'll I'll find the guy's name by looking on my phone uh, <laughs> and 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 checking my Audible account because I I I, I don't, it's on there. And that is that is a really interesting 
Um, yeah, yeah, Stolen Focus. It's a really interesting book by Johan Hari. All right, yeah. Who who uh, who who actually took himself off of the grid for three months, and he wow. found that that part part of the whole focus thing was about was about um, technology, definitely. But there's also yeah. uh, stuff in 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 diet and all sorts of things yeah. you know, that, that that we are, um, uh, you know, I suppose our, our ability to focus is 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 affected by by all of the environmental stuff and, and all of the food that we consume. So technology is a big part of it, but there's, there is a bit more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Because when I'm busy, when I'm busy, I think I'm busy. I'm grabbing the quickest thing that's, you know, that I can eat mm. rather than preparing a lovely salad or, you know, whatever mm. it is. Mm. So I can totally resonate with that mm. as well. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, um, I suppose also this whole thing about tech, it must be really challenging separating yourself from tech when basically you operate and run an online business. Yeah, 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 it's really difficult. Um, so I think I've, I've tried to sort of implement some structure around that, definitely on the Sunday. So I'm not checking if somebody sent me a message or checking if uh, my clients need any help, things like that. I try and s schedule as much as possible. So even though it may seem that I'm online, I'm not actually online. So I think that is a lifesaver, mm. um, scheduling out your content and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I think it's still a, a work in progress in terms of really switching off. And, and, how, and what sort of things have you had to 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 learn to make that transition online? Because I suppose there's there's it's it's always changing isn't it with all the automation and, and and all that kind of stuff have you have you had to become an expert on the mechanics of it all or do you get help with that um well i like being in the um masterminds and things like that always learning off other people keeping up to date with um training that i go on i'm in lots of different masterminds and they're all different types of things so it's always having that that learning mindset I, th I think I'm always learning and if I can learn and, and pass that on to other people so that it helps them as well it's just being in the right environments people that are innovating um, people that are staying up to date with current technology I think it just rubs off or you hear it through the grapevine and then you can go and do a bit of research and find out you know like when the whole chat GPT thing came around I think it, I found out about it in November, December um, of last year. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. But then didn't really look, in, look into it too much. But then it sort of really took off and everybody was talking about it. Um, so it's just keeping in those circles where people who know people who know people, it all gets filtered down somewhere. Hmm. And have you yeah. used have you used ChatGPT to produce oh, content? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Have you used it? I haven't, to be honest. No. What? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, I'm I'm you know I'm fifty, so I'm a bit slow on the uptake. You know, all this modern. No, no modern that's no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. Um, I've got a note in my in on my long list of things to do. Check out ChatGPT. In fact, I've got a there's a, there's a mate of mine who um 
who keeps asking me if I'm if I'm using ChatGPT yet, and, I, and I'm I'm not. So I suppose at least then for my for, for for my audience, they all know it's authentically me. I suppose at least that's, yes. <laughs> that's yes. one thing I can say. Not that it's any yes. better than if it wasn't by the signs of it. So, so but how, how, how have you used it then, and why is it so good? Um, well, you, you you don't just use it to create um, AI content. You can actually use it for your own. So you could input your own content and ask them to rewrite it um so it's still going to be authentically you but maybe like if you're like me you know good at grammar or english you know things like that it's great um if you're not a copywriter and you want it to be more impactful more inspiring more educational things like that you can use it to to really add things into your own content mm. or you could use it to create your own content so for example i just did a um a canva masterclass for my um academy members and it was all about how you can use canva and chat gpt to create content within about 10 minutes uh, well in about five minutes you can create 30 posts with for your social media and it's all about utilizing your time more effectively so that you are being visible for your business, you're showing up, things like that. So, yeah, I'm always looking at passing the information on to my members so yeah. that they can benefit from it and work less. Yeah. You know, why not? Why not use it? Right. Oh, it sounds like I might need to get on that masterclass myself. And <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat for my academy members. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Upsell, upsell. So, so yeah, so I'm kind of, um, and it's, fa- it's really, really fascinating listening to you talk because uh, what I'm hearing you say is exactly the same thing I'm saying to people in businesses that I'm working with about, for example, you know, a, a production planning software. And it means that you don't have to produce the plan yourself. It means that the plan gets automatically created for you and you can exactly. review the plan to make sure that it's right and it's going to meet your customers needs and i suppose it sound, from your description it sounds like this this whole uh, exactly. canva chat gpt combo is doing exactly the same thing yeah yeah exactly and the, the thing is with ai technology and, and specifically chat gpt the, the input is the most important part mm. of the process mm. So the more sophisticated you can get with giving it a prompt or an input, the more sophisticated the answer is going to be. So you can really start to really maximize its true potential when you get really good at the input side of things. Cool. Okay, good. Right. Well, that's it then. Personal commitment. I need to get on there and have a proper proper look. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. good. So can I ask you a couple of questions about... um, the lessons that you've that you've learned then as you've gone on your gone on your journey um so so what's the what's the i suppose what's the most important lesson that you've that you've learned um about yourself and what's the yeah. most important lesson that you've learned about uh the world of business and entrepreneurship uh, most important lesson about myself would be perspective like your perspective on whether it's your environment that you're in or situation circumstances is so important if you've got the wrong perspective about a situation it can have a catastrophic impact on the decisions that you're making you know just the way that you're showing up so 
perspective is a big thing for me and reading things like um, the surrender experiment, things like that has really helped me overcome difficult situations, seeing a different perspective, like almost trying to see a 360 on your perspective rather than seeing the one thing that's presented to you. So, and that's a work in progress. That's always something that, you know, that I try and incorporate in situations, circumstances, things like that. Mm. So that's definitely been a big lesson. And if I can ever pass that lesson on to somebody else, I, I, I will write a book about perspective and limiting beliefs and things like that that's definitely one of one of my goals to do, to do that um, because I, I i really feel that that perspective can hold you back a lot and it can also pro- propel you so it's really interesting yeah fantastic so that's a personal um, point of view and what about from personal, a business point of view and from from a business point of view would be structure obviously definitely having that structure um what else would there be and i think just being persistent i think when in 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 life in business when things go wrong when things go right i think persistence pays off i think a lot of the time we are too quick to quit a lot of the time um, oh, I've tried that. It doesn't work. You know, well, how long have you actually tried it for? Things like that. So persistence, whether it's a goal that you're going after, whether it's a, a system that you're trying to implement, whether it's a process, whether it's a protocol, persistence, it just pays off. You have to implement it and you have to be persistent about it as well. Fantastic. Well, they're great yeah. messages to um, to leave with our audience uh so thanks so much for coming on um so thank you so much the importance of perspective uh and the importance of uh, of persistence and um you know i think your journey is an incredible one natasha and i've, I've loved getting to know you over the last couple of years and uh, it's been thank great you. to to finally get you on get you on the yeah. show um how can people you're find officially my first podcast am i <laughs> yeah oh there you go there you go, there what, go. It's, it's a it's a great <laughs> privilege that's another letter p for everyone that's yes, a great privilege, privilege. yeah <laughs> fantastic fantastic well look, yeah. i mean so so how can people um find out what you do and uh, and follow you and and get in touch if they'd like to yeah so the main the main platform that i'm active on is facebook so you can just type in my name natasha Britton, and add me as a friend or follow me um also you've got my website the pvconsultant.com you can go on there there's some free downloads on there as well if you ever want to get some help with your business. Perfect. Thanks so much, Natasha, for, for coming on People With Purpose. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.